Hey everybody, my name's Johan Philip, And I'm Matt Carvel. And we are live! Every Tuesday afternoon for Live Lunch. That is the place that we take the Sunday teaching and we have a discussion about it. We unpack the different themes, ask some different questions, and we're inviting you to get involved in it. Have a listen or submit some questions, that sort of thing. And we have food. We do. So if you want to find out about some good eating options around Brighton and Hove, tune into Live Lunch. So you get fed, well we get fed physically, but you get fed spiritually. Uh, Tuesdays at 1pm live on Instagram then the video does sit on YouTube and podcast if you'd like more information about how you can join in with the conversation at Live Lunch we are emmanuel.com forward slash Live Lunch we look forward to seeing you there see you then and we're live welcome everybody this is Live Lunch my name is Rachel and today I've got two lovely people with me yes you do Uh, (laughs) lovely George come on come on uh, who are you? What do you do at the church? I'm George and I lead the team at our evening service. Yeah, so you I'm do. on staff here at Emmanuel. Beautiful and, stuff. Uh, yeah, married to, married to Abby and we're expecting expecting a baby soon. So <gasps> Very lots, soon. lots soon? going on. How soon? Uh, about three and a half weeks. Whoa. Well, you know, that's wow. when the baby's due. I hear they're not always on time. No. Um, no. So, yeah. so exciting. And the lovely Christine is back. Thank you. Thank you for gracing us with your presence. <laughs> And um, what do you do at the church, uh, well, for people that may not know? Yeah, well, I'm part of the pastoral teams here, and I also help to run and write our Thrive Study group yes. material. How is it all going? At the, yeah, it's going well. At the moment, we're writing, um, I must get this right, because I always say the wrong book, I'm <laughs> writing a study on Galatians. Okay, lovely. Yeah. That's really cool. And today we're going to just be unpacking what Stephen was preaching this Sunday. And if you missed it, it's on YouTube. We are Emmanuel. But it was basically looking at um, how we're planting in other cities and what it means to be a giving church. And also a lot about love, I would say. Very Mm. matches his tattoo on his arm now. (laughs) It really tied it in together. So, um, Christine, you were going to read some of what he was saying on Sunday. Yes, this is Matthew 22, 37. And Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbour as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and prophets. Yeah. So that was, yeah, Matthew 22. And I feel like love the Lord with all your heart, soul and mind. It's a, I don't feel like we're used to that in this culture of love being a command. And here it's a very clear, Mm. clearer command. And I just wanted to put the question out there. Like, how can you command love? Mm. And why is it commanded in this way? Like to love God first and to love others. What do you guys think about about that? Yeah, it's a great question. I think it is something that we might react against. I think yeah. you want to be free to love who you want. And uh, I think the reality is that a lot of our relationships that uh, sustain over a long period of time, family, friendships, maybe marriages, um, are not ones that we always necessarily are overwhelmed with feeling for. And um, actually a lot of those relationships, love doesn't look like always exactly what you want to feel at that moment but it looks like commitment uh it looks like covenant uh, it looks like even when you don't feel it still still doing the, the things of love and so i think we they, we do need a wider concept of of love generally 
than that we do in the, the culture at the moment in the country at the moment um but i think also what stephen helped us with on sunday was that this is one specific verse and then he kind of linked it to some other ones that talk about um uh, we love because god first loved us and so actually even though it is a command and we do need to think seriously as christians are we doing these things like how, how do i how do i cultivate that in my life actually it's not so much a law kind of um that we're dragging something out of us that we really don't want to do although sometimes it will feel a bit more like that as i've talked about um but actually it's also kind of a heart response mm -hmm. to a love that we receive from jesus and then and, and that's the order in which it goes as well right you start with loving god and you do that because he's loved you and then from that out outwardly flows love for your neighbor and that's how it connected to our gift day as well our gift campaign uh, time to plant looking at all the different church plants that we are connected with and giving financially to them as well it's that order isn't it he loves us we worship him and then as we're doing that really we have to love other people it really mm. comes out of that yeah. yeah and it's important to remember who's doing the commanding here and it's god isn't it and we know that god is good and he wants the best for us so it's absolutely the best thing for us to love god yeah yeah right because everything else flows out of that really right, doesn't it yeah. right so so it's almost like we love god first and then yeah it gets put in us to then be an outpouring of love and maybe an outpouring of love would be giving and i think that's what stephen demonstrated really mm. well is how we can love through giving and i think it can be quite a difficult thing sometimes to part with your hard-earned money mm. and there's other things that the world offers that you might want to spend your money on um you know, new phone or new clothes and things like that. And so it being quite a sacrificial thing, but then that may be linking with exercising trust to God because mm. when we can give, and I, I really liked what Stephen was talking about, how when we're giving, sometimes it doesn't have to be to who we know. And that's like this gift day is that you're giving money and it might just feel like, oh, I'm just giving 50 pounds and I'm never seeing it again. But then God promising that, our giving is going to be fruitful mm. and we can be loving and giving to people we don't even know mm. people that we might not ever meet mm. um but that being quite you feel like you're part of god's plan in a in a in a way that we might not be able to do on our own mm. yeah because money can equate to like giving power in a way like you're i don't know how to explain it but giving money and then someone else receiving it that you're never going to see means that god can use us in ways that we maybe wouldn't be able to exactly because money yeah, yeah. can be used as such like mm. an interesting tool like i don't mm. know how totally. to explain it but mm. yeah that's no, really helpful i think um it can be a controversial topic money. yeah i think so and um particularly maybe in sort of years gone by although i'm sure it still is actually churches if you were to walk into a church and it's a gift day of course it is these guys are always on about money <laughs> And you've touched on something there, which is really helpful, which is uh, about how it's thinking wider than ourselves and being part of something bigger than ourselves yeah. in a way that we engage in doing that. Um, but I guess I think we throw it back out to, to you guys. Like, what what would you say to someone who goes, "Oh, you guys, why, why do churches talk about money? Why do you need money? And why do you need my money? Why can't I just turn up?" Um, yeah, what, what would you say to someone who asked that? Well, anybody needs money in this world to live, don't they? I know some people have very, very little money, but actually, whether you have a home that you need to maintain, you need to pay rent, it's just the same, isn't it? As churches having to have properties, to pay salaries, that doesn't come from nowhere. 
Yeah. It comes from somewhere. And it comes from people who willingly are choosing to be part of that particular church. And so it's part of their support for that church. But it's also, I think we mustn't forget the fact that the church is God's. And when we give, we actually make a sacrifice to God. That Mm. is one of the few ways, actually. You know, when we look in the Old Testament, we see all sorts of weird and wonderful sacrifices. But actually, in, in our day and age, often it's things like time and money that we sacrifice because they're the things that are most precious to us. Yeah, and I think it is a controversial thing because, I don't know, as an outsider looking into a church that has maybe big cameras like we do and yeah. a stage like we yeah. do, you can sort of make these assumptions like, oh, this church just has loads of money. And you a lot of red flags, I think, would come up in that context um but when I've like had the privilege of working for a church and having my eyes revealed to those things it's almost like the cameras that we use at church was a result of somebody giving Mm. what I found out later down the line um which is so interesting to me because I I came to church based on watching a live stream with Mm. those cameras yeah so it's almost like that person that was giving God knew that it would save X amount of people or bring people to to know his message and things like that. Um, so I guess it's it's like you say, a sacrifice, but trusting that God will use our giving for mm. his good. Yeah. And you can see it acted out. So mm. I think that's really beautiful. Yeah. And I think if people have concerns about where their money actually goes to, you can go on the website and see the financial reports and things like that. Yeah. Transparency is really important so in any organization and the church is no different. And you can always go and speak to the elders about where the money's actually going, that kind of thing. Because when you think about it, there's a vast number of things that any church is involved in. So it might be their work with the poor, there's their kids' work, there's the, the things that they put on for the elderly. It's not just the meeting on a Sunday, mm. and it is the staff um, who might be doing a lot of pastoral work that we just don't see. Yeah. Um, it will be people like the comms team and people working in the offices and they're things that we don't see every day Mm. but they they still need to be paid for yeah Mm. and it is I don't know why it's such a controversial topic but yeah we like you were saying everybody needs it and we need it to put on things we need it to run our buildings and we had our recent gift day which we now have lovely new toilets so I think for me like some of the red flags that came up at first have been slowly like you say as you look into it it's revealed what does the church actually use its money Mm. for and if you are you know skeptical um not just our church but any church like look it up yep and you you can see it for yourself yeah what's what's happening yeah but it's hard it's really hard to give like when you're I think it's hard for all of us. I think there's things that can block it. Mm. Have you guys got any examples of when you've given, seeing the fruit of of that giving, or maybe you've seen somebody else give, or maybe someone's given to you? Mm. Yeah. Something in that realm. Yeah, I think. Um, so for me, I think a lot of the fruit of it is mm. what we would talk about quite a lot at church in terms of the classic verses where Jesus says, where your treasure is, your heart is also it kind of follows that. And um, part of leading ourselves and leading our, what we're passionate about, what we care about. We want to care about the things that God cares about. How do we do that? One of the ways we can do that is through our giving. And I think that has been my story. Um, at least one of the factors in which 
that has helped me to love the church and to love um, the things that that God does is through giving. And I remember one particular time I had, I think I was a student. It was a gift day. I can't remember what for, but I had the money saved up for an Xbox. And I was really, really stoked about this. Um, And I thought this is going to be fantastic. And uh, I just, I didn't really have anything else to give. And I just felt in that moment that God would, uh, God would have me give that. And it felt like quite a sacrifice. I recognize it's not sacrificing food to eat. I recognize it's not as deep as some things. Um, But at the time as a, you know, 19, 20 year old, that felt like quite a big deal as a student with not very much money. And uh, I didn't get, it wasn't, an Xbox didn't turn up at my door the next day. It wasn't a miraculous provision story. I was fine in terms of living. And so I guess there's provision there. But really, I do remember that sense of um, being joined up in something bigger, having slightly more of God's eyes for, for what, how he sees us and our finances and um, our role within the world, slightly more of a heart for the church. And it just slowly, slowly builds, I think. It, it's, it's true where your treasure is, your heart is. And uh, so I think that would be that would be the closest I get to one of those stories. Um, yeah. That's really cool. Is there anything that you've got, Christine? Um, I've got lots of stories about giving and receiving, really, over a lifetime. I think um, that uh, from the first, when I first came to this church, I began to tithe. And um, subsequently, when we got married, we had a very tough time financially. And had young children and decided we would just keep doing this and we would trust God and we kept a book and wrote down the prayers we were praying but we also also all the answers to prayers and it's just absolutely astonishing the amount of money that came to us by, by other means um, but we had we did decide that even when we had such a small amount coming in, we would just keep giving mm. because we felt it's the right thing to do. And actually, I think it really helps you to engage in the adventure of faith that um, if you give to God, you are putting your trust in him and you're saying, you know, I'm going to trust you. And he's always faithful. We've always found him to be faithful. Mm. Yeah, that's so that's so great to hear that you've kept a log like a because I've started to do that like write things down Mm. and I can look back and it's so amazing that we can lean on a community here and I think again when you're an outsider looking in you might be you might be like why is everyone so like happy clappy and like Mm. togetherness but when you're actually living in it and I can lean on people to support me and not try and carry the world on my shoulders yeah yeah it's it's just such a relief and it almost just knowing that I can have somebody that would help me Mm. And seeing, like, the first time someone ever gave to me, I was so shocked. I was mm. like, what? Like, I just didn't understand it because yeah. in my context, it just didn't happen. Like, you got given money from your family sometimes, but never just people that barely even knew yeah. you. And that's what I've seen on this in, in this church is just people's giving hearts. And God can be quite funny with it. With I don't know, with you, but with me, he is quite funny sometimes. Like, I'll need a specific amount of money and it will be a, the exact amount that he'll give me. Or um, one time it was this £10 note that just kept following me. Every mm. time I got it, I gave it. And then it kept coming back and it just <laughs> became this really funny thing um, to the point where it had been given and got about four times. And then uh, someone I work with here gave me a gift when I was not feeling well at home and inside it had this 10 pound note. And Mm. I went to her and I was like, 
no way you've given me this £10 note and we started laughing and she was like God just told me to give you this £10 note and it's just like it's really funny what God can do with it and it's just like you said it makes you feel like sometimes we can hang on to these things like you probably did with the Xbox Mm -hmm. or that I'm doing to this £10 note because when you don't have any money that can that can buy you a lot of stuff and things that you need but then giving it away but then watching and see what god does with yeah. it mm. it's so astonishing and like mm. he will keep his promises that he says in the bible mm. like he will supply all your needs he yeah. will give totally. you everything you need and i think in this day and age people stress a lot mm. about money mm. all the time yeah. so i think that's why giving can be quite a sensitive topic yeah. because yeah. Pe- it's very anxiety inducing isn't it when you've got lots of bills sure. and uh, yeah. coming in but I'd say you can trust God. Yeah. I think another thing I'd like to say in this conversation is that we talk about what's mine and what I want to keep, but actually none of it's ours. Yeah. Because everything we have is given to us by God. And that changes your perspective, actually. If you can think like that and think, well, everything I have, God has given me anyway, hmm. then um, I'm, I'm, it's not mine that I'm giving to him, actually, in one sense. It's what he's already given me anyway. And mm. God is so lavish in his blessing of us. And it may not be financially, it may not be gifts through the door, but we do experience the blessing of God on our lives. Mm. Yeah. And I think as Stephen was talking about about that, just enjoying God's yeah. love. Yeah. And that kind of comes under what you were just saying about enjoying everything he's given us, yeah. and but also that being the love that we mm. can actually experience firsthand. I mean, that's what... That's what kind of made me realize that God was real mm. in the first place was when I first experienced the feeling of love mm. and and then you've got the giving that's kind of an action of that love. Mm. And mm. I like what you said about everything has been given to us anyway, because that's quite a free way to live. Yes. Then, then yes. you're not holding on to things yeah. and you're not feeling bound to things. Yeah. So actually it can be anxiety inducing to mm. be like, I don't want to give all my money away, but actually it's the opposite of anxiety inducing. There's actually yeah. freedom in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's really good to have like disciplines. You know, like we have spiritual disciplines like prayer and Bible study and things that we do regularly. I think it's good to be like that about a giving as well and to set up things that help us. So um, I remember reading a book a long time ago and it talked about... Um, that when you get your salary, you think of it in these terms, that um, you give first, you save next, and you spend last. So we always set aside that money that was the giving money, and it was like we never saw it. So it wasn't, again, it, it helped us not hold on to that because we knew knew that money mm. was yeah. for God. Yeah. Um, and there's various ways you can do that. You can put it in your Monzo pot, other banks are available, <laughs> or you can, if you set up a standing order, that helps you to yeah. have a habit of giving. Although I think the thing with the standing orders is really good in that it's great for the habit, but it's not so good for us in remembering, oh, I'm actually giving to you, Lord, and I'm sacrificing. Mm. So we need to remind ourselves yeah. of that yeah. as well. You can but disengage from it, can't yeah, you? Yeah, you can it just, disengage just from it. It just happens, and you can forget to review it or all mm. that sort of thing. But I think yeah. um, I think it's just great to think about it and, and not be haphazard. Totally. Yeah. I um, I think the only thing that I'd want to add on this is um, sometimes when I'm hosting meetings and I'm hosting the giving moment, which we do, we talk about every week in some context is, um, 
I, one of the questions I put to us at the beginning is like, someone might say, why does God need my money? Yeah. And I, I would, I often say that I don't, he doesn't actually, mm. he doesn't need it. And there's practical things we talked about earlier. We do as a church run on yeah. finances. We do need that. But in another, in another sense, God owns everything. He does not need it, but he catches us up in yes. his plan for the world. And uh, we are co-workers with yeah. him. Um, and it kind of a fairly hilarious co-worker because there's one person who does everything and we just sort of get joined up in it but we do and he uses us and it's the same in all areas of our lives he could save without us he could save in a moment but he uses his church um, Mm -hmm. to do that and so to get caught up in that in a very practical thing and finances can feel like okay it's Mm -hmm. kind of an administrative thing it's not it's part of this being joined up in God's kingdom and being his co-laborer um, I remember listening to, there's a, a podcast, Mere, uh, Mere Fidelity, Mere, or, yeah, yeah, that one. Um, they asked the question, imagine your church, imagine a billionaire came to your church, and said, well, I will cover every expense. You don't need to do anything. Like, would that be a good thing for your church? Would it be a healthy thing? And uh, in one sense, please do give lots if you want to give lots. I'm not saying don't. But in another sense, we want people's hearts to be free from the love of money and to be free to join up in God's like in, in in god's plan for them and we also want to be joining with him in this and so actually if the church isn't owning them themselves financially mm. and if the church isn't owning god's kingdom and wanting to be joined with that mm. but it wouldn't be that healthy of a thing mm. also would be you know you'd, you'd want to give it out in other ways you obviously practically mm. you'd think it through but it's interesting to think through god could answer every need of this church like that tomorrow yeah. our bank about ba- bank uh, balances could be full but he doesn't um, because he wants to use us because he loves to use us because we're yeah. not just add-ons to this kingdom we're we're soldiers within it yeah. um, to be used and i think um, we like to be used like in a way that we like to work and serve others like it's mm. with it's embedded within us to good for us. yeah yeah like i think a lot of millionaires or something might feel quite low a lot of the time when mm. they're living in their houses and they've got like a spa and a basketball court and they've got everything they could ever want possibly in their house around them so much money in the bank account and and yet have this deep uh level of emptiness and i think a lot of people nowadays will joke about it and be like money can buy happiness and all of this kind of stuff but is it really you know like you were just saying george we like to work we like Mm. to be using our giftings Mm. to help each other and lean on each other and you know it's part of having freedom as well so i think mm. it's quite it's quite important as a yeah. church to be part of this yeah, yeah. to do like, it work yeah, together yeah. i think also we need to lift our gaze don't we and think about how glorious the church is and how god how glorious god's plan for mankind is so we're not just like paying subs to a club we are actually part of something amazing and wonderful that is god's purpose for yeah. the earth and I'd really recommend if people weren't at the weekender to listen to Neville's talk about the church mm. um, because especially when we're giving to church planting it's just so good to think about yes a great vibrant truth-filled spirit-filled church is what people need and what and that's the way that God reaches people yeah so nice and for people that might not know what a church plant is mm-hmm. and what they're giving into um yeah what would you say because as an outsider again before as a christian 
the idea of somebody going around and planting loads of churches again it pops up a lot of red flags is it something that people are going to do to try and change everyone's beliefs and things like that but actually okay we feel like as a church god has put it on our hearts to go and plant churches in these places Mm. what does that say Mm. about god what is it that like he wants to do bring him bring his children to know him is Mm. it to because because i feel like that's something that people might not know yeah no, it's, it's an interesting question. I think even the phrase church plant is, yes. is weird. Yeah. It's, a, it's an in-house thing. Yes. And I do remember uh, a church I went to growing up, um, someone talking to someone about a church plant and them thinking they were talking about gardening. And mm. uh, You just would, wouldn't you? Why is it called that? Why isn't it just called a, a church, a new church or a church start? I don't know, something like that. Um, and so even that's an odd phrase. And I don't, I don't quite know why we call it that. I, but it, it does, it, it's, it's helpful to kind of evoke... Uh, images of kind of the the church as a living thing and it's a plant and it's an organism that's all joined in together and we sort of sow a seed of sending some church you know whatever i I can understand but it is a bit weird and so i would always try to explain to people when i say that i mean we're starting new churches in different places that's that's what basically what we mean and then why do we do it well the christian is uh we are commissioned to do that to go into all the earth and to make disciples and baptize them in the name of the, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus says that at the end of the book of Matthew, and I think was mentioned on Sunday as well. And so uh, even when there might be an offense there of how dare you think you can go into other places and tell them what to believe, and we, we wouldn't tell them what to believe, um, it, we, I guess the, as Christians, we know that's actually really what we're called to do and what we're called to be. And uh, actually, when you're going to share the best news that there is, and you're going to share the thing that is the most precious for you. When you it's, again, it's this order of once you have been loved by God, you love him and you just want to tell people. Yeah. Um, because you just it's just too wonderful to keep to yourself. My old youth leader growing up used to say, imagine if you, you discovered the cure for cancer and you just didn't tell anyone. Mm. You made sure you didn't have it, but you just kept it in your back pocket it's like gatekeeping Um, yeah right and there are some i mean i won't get too um, political but there are some very controversial figures who have these you know um have medicines that are really important that they put massive bills on because i want to be rich and it's that kind it would be that kind of thing it would feel like that as a christian that i have discovered or god discovered me but shown me something so wonderful just life with him life forever life doing church together yeah. is the best thing about my life 100 percent mm. is the best thing about my life and so to not share it is as unnatural as not sharing the cure for cancer mm. it feels that wrong to me mm. now definitely christians have done this wrong in the past and we don't want to own every time a christian's gone abroad to try and share the word of god and, and there's all kinds of different ways that's gone wrong and so christians do get this wrong but ultimately if it is the best news ever we still want to share it and we want to do it in uh wonderful kind ways respecting other beliefs but also and um, bringing through what we think is the truth and uh, affirming in different cultures what's wonderful in them and uh, but also challenging what the gospel challenges as well yeah. um, so, so there's loads to say on that but i think hopefully that touches on some of those no that's points. really really useful and it's just encouraging to hear and i think it, touching on what Stephen was saying on sunday as well about like there's nothing that we can do to earn God's love. Mm. However, when we love God first, like you were saying in the beginning of the scriptures, like 
he puts it in us to then go and share that love and I think what you were saying about it being so good not to share I always use the cake analogy like you've got a cake it's really good and it's so good that you don't want to share it you want it all to yourself however you get this other cake and it's literally out of this world mm. and you're like this is the best thing that's ever I've ever eaten and you have to share it it's like have some it of this. Be, go on you're try like, it please you have to try please it. have a bite yeah that is what it's like when you have God living inside of you you just want to you just want everybody totally. and it's like taste and see that the Lord is good yourself like love God and you will see like yeah. him act and move and and then all those things that are really hard sometimes like giving I feel like we'll just start to flow yeah and I think you know that we we've, we've been talking about people outside might think this way. we're mm. not asking people who are just visiting us to get involved with giving like this yeah, yeah. This giving is for those that love Jesus mm. and that they they are part of our church. So we're not asking visitors to come and be part of our p- church plants from day one. What, but it's really for church members and people mm. who've said, mm. yes, this is what I want to be part of. Yeah, yeah, it's totally. really great. Um, yeah, so you can still you can still give. Go to weareemmanuel.com forward slash time to plant. So please do that if something in this conversation has stirred you or you've just not been able to yet, not made it to church this month. Uh, we'll be giving another giving opportunity on Sunday as well to nice. do that. But definitely encourage people to, yeah. to do that. Yeah. And if you can't give, like, give give time and pray because yeah. that is so valuable. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, and that is just, yeah, our, our prayer has power. So pray for the gift day if you don't have any uh, to give. But that's a wrap on live lunch. Thank you so much if you've tuned in. Thank you for being my lovely guests <laughs> this week. And we'll see Pleasure. you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.